Hello and welcome to The Hill Is Always Greener, a show where four friends have chill discussions about Sonic the Hedgehog to distract themselves from the inevitable passage of time and their own rapidly waning ability to relate to the youth and also all the horrible love in the world and all, and the joy shared by others that is very distracting and horrible to us. I am Falero. <laughs> Bah humbug, I'm Game Buddy. <laughs> I'm married, I'm Rock the Jake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no time for romance anymore then. Uh, <laughs> uh, ordinarily we would have Cyberlink420 with us, Luke, but unfortunately he has been kidnapped by Metal Sonic. Oh, he just, he has the cooties. That's right. Oh yeah, someone, uh, you updated the thing, that's very good. Yeah, he's out sick with cooties and kidnapped by Metal Sonic. Uh, but joining us in his place this time is my friend uh, and a very pleasant Canadian individual. Everybody, please greet Akaru. Hello, hello. I'm Akaru. Ooh. You may know me from passing mentions here once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> the myth, the legend, now in reality. Akaru, oh Akaru is a magical fellow. Uh, he is from the land of Canada. And um, the reason I brought him onto this podcast is, yes, I have brought him up in the past as having an extraordinarily unique history with Sonic the Hedgehog. He is a young man. He is in his 20s, which is weird to have on our podcast of old people. <laughs> and uh, in the past, I <laughs> I made a small comic about him having a, a harem of girls around him. And uh, that's that's what ties into today's topic. But we'll get to that. So, uh, yeah, thank you for joining us, Akaru. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, I believe before we get started with the main topic, uh, we wanted to talk a little bit about Sonicy things. We try not to talk about it too much because we record this podcast ahead in advance. So by the time we get to the time it comes out, uh, most of what we're talking about is no longer relevant. But Jeremy, you had something you wanted to mention, right? Yes, just quickly mention, because I think uh, by the time this one comes out, there'll still be some time to uh, uh, get your pre-orders in. But Discotech, uh, anime distribution company uh, that is pretty famous now for rescuing very obscure titles and like abandoned licenses, um, previously put out a Sonic X set. Uh, it's very nice. It's the best way to watch that show. But unfortunately, it was only the English dub, which... You know, I just flat out don't like. Uh, that's that's <laughs> fine. That's neither here nor there. But uh, recently announced they are putting out a Japanese subtitled Sonic X set. All 78 episodes in the highest quality possible. They've talked about they've done some restoration to make them look as best as they can be. Um, you know, new things like uh, they've updated the subtitles from like the official ones that were on like streaming releases. Um, uh, I even recognize a couple of people who have done those subtitles shouts out to them um they've worked with like different set kinds of masters so it's gonna look really nice uh they've used the 5.1 audio where they've got it they've confirmed that you know live and learn is still in episode 38 uh, and all kinds of good stuff like that but all that to say that like Please, if you are able, uh, uh, support this release. I definitely am putting my money where my mouth is for a lot of reasons. Supporting a, a like, pretty... Obs I mean, Sonic, Sonic X came out in 2003, and that's a pretty old, like, 
kids anime to be putting out. And so like supporting that release is definitely going to put a bug in whoever's ear to get like the rest of the Sonic shows like set AM and underground. And I mean, God willing and the Creek don't rise some, someday we will get a Sonic OVA release. I know there's, there's lots of licensing issues with that one, but Hey, just wanted to say Sonic X Japanese, by the set it's gonna be great i i <laughs> can, can't say i can guarantee it but i'm pretty darn sure uh compared with discotech's other releases so i'm excited don't miss it we we are legally obligated no not really but we have to support we have to like <laughs> tell people to support this this is what the bridge the bridge series creators have to do they have to be like please support the official release but no really this time because uh, yes <laughs> a lot a lot has happened as a result of um dubbing and making fun of this show so i'm glad it's out there i'm glad we've got a japanese version no offense this is not a weeb thing where we're like oh, english dubs disgusting no like the <laughs> japanese version is its original form uh, like visually as well as like yeah. in terms of audio plus whole different soundtrack as well like man yes there are people out there who don't know about sonic drive oh my gosh and uh you know it's it, it really is like i'm thankful to say that it is one of those rare things where like the english dub was almost nothing like the original and so now people are going to be able to experience the japanese version in the you know the the best possible presentation so i'm i'm excited for that akari did you have any experience with sonic x uh i do uh not many memories of it because uh it's been a long time since i've actually sat down and watched it but i, I do remember them playing baseball once uh so <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, yep there are quite a few of those just the gang does you know slice of life animate stereotype episode this let's play baseball let's go to the beach three or four times <laughs> <laughs> But it's all in good fun. Please support it, because these sort of things don't really do well, apparently. Uh, subtitled kids anime, so... Jake, did you have something you wanted to talk about? Yes, uh, mine should be pretty quick, but um, I recently started playing uh, Sonic Dash on mobile phone again. Um, I-, I remember playing it uh, when it was fairly new, and I remember playing the heck out of it until I didn't really have much left to do in it, and I just kind of dropped it. But... I, I don't know, like some sort of weird little brainworm got in my head recently to check it out again. And it's been fun to get back into it. And especially with like some of the updates that have happened throughout the years, because I, I forget how many years old it is at this point, but the, it's cool that it's still supported. And there's, you know, it, it's getting my gotcha brain of trying to get new characters easily. Oh, okay. Uh, Luke, our he's our he's our silent producer today. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, he is, he has informed me through telepathic waves from being kidnapped by Metal Sonic that, <laughs> that the game was published in 2013. So, wow. But yeah, all that to say, it's just, it's fun to get back into it. And it's a fun little like time filler game for when you're at work and there's nothing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. That one. And, uh, what is it? Sonic forces speed battle are both like fun just fun little mobile games like the you know they definitely encourage you to spend real money but is not as uh uh devious as a lot of other like gotcha style games so that's nice too and like hey that's where like tangle and whisper from the idw comics showed up in like full 3d video game form which is super cool well i've never played it but i'm going to assume it's good and i'm I'm glad that (laughs) some sort of like 
<laughs> some some sort of app based game is surviving and not that's just not been completely abandoned and uh, everyone's <laughs> investment has not paid off whatsoever as we often see in the modern day of gaming mm-hmm. but that <laughs> is a topic for another time uh i think it's time to get to today's topic and that one well Okay, so it's not. By the time of recording, it is probably past Valentine's Day, the uh, that time of year where, um, you know, what I was gonna go into like some really boring kind of like, oh, corporations, gift cards, companies, blah blah blah, and that is legitimately how I feel. But I'm not gonna do that this time. Um, <laughs> but but basically, uh, even though it's the end of February, we wanted to talk about something vaguely romantic. We wanted to talk about. Sonic and love interests. Now, hang on, hang on, hang on, before you run off. Uh, <laughs> understandable. Leave. leave. <laughs> now, I know this sounds like the most basic Sonic YouTuber topic, right? Who's the best Sonic love interest? Which girl is best? Your waifu is trash. Shipping wars and so on and so forth. That's not what we're here for today. Now, whether we get down that route, well, for that remains to be seen. <laughs> but what we're actually here to discuss... Like, the various Sonic love interests, and whether Sonic should even have a love interest to begin with, because that is an actual matter of debate amongst the Sonic fandom. And uh, I think that's more interesting than discussing each of the individual love interests. But we're going to do that as well. But uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you for joining us on this particularly strange topic. We, we didn't do a lot of research for this one because we didn't need to. We just made a list of girls. That's not necessarily true. But uh, yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, but thank you for joining us today, Karu. Um, how do you feel about Sonic Romance in general? Um, well... I don't have any particular opinions on who Sonic should love, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I mean, when I when I was younger, I I, I saw Amy, and that was my uh, my media consumption of girl in media. So I was like, oh, she's cute. I like her. Uh, so <laughs> I guess I guess uh, I, I'm glad that there are characters of whom share affections for Sonic. Not necessarily. Yeah, we all uh, do. yeah, yeah. Someone I can relate to. Uh, but uh, I, I don't have any particular, like, uh, bold stances on uh, whether or not Sonic should be with anyone in particular, I suppose. I kind of agreed, like, with with everything we're going to talk about, like, in fun, like, at the end of the day, I also, like, I I don't have any particular feelings in either direction. <laughs> I think it is fun to talk about, but I guess I mean part of it is uh you know, I I am way past the the age to like actually like have a verbal altercation with someone over a uh, like a sonic ship. But I remember the times where where that was the norm amongst our our you know, it was less like social media and more all of the individual message boards uh, <laughs> we we were part of. And I, I remember some, gosh, I don't know if they ever escalated to like a, a traditional flame war where, you know, mods had to step in and lock the topic. But I, I remember <laughs> some heated discussions. <laughs> that's that's kind of where we start from this is. Should Sonic even have love, love interests at all? Because um, these days, doesn't seem to happen in Sonic media at all. 
Uh, that seems to be like, I, I don't know for sure, I'm not one of the people who's privy to these things, but it might actually be a Sega mandate that Sonic's not allowed to do romance anymore, and I I, I don't want to say that I blame Archie Sonic for that, but I will say maybe they had a hand in Sega stepping in and saying, no more of this, please. <laughs> I, I think that is definitely a true statement to say that Archie was part of it, and... You know, I, uh, you know, you got this first part right here. And I think if, if I had to say, I do actually like the, you know, if, if, if Sonic is not going to be quote unquote allowed uh, uh, to like have a romantic relationship, I do kind of looking at it at the lens that he is like asexual or aromantic. Um, because I think that fits, not only does it kind of fit the like boring corporate answer of like, well, no, our mascot can't have a, you know, a relationship relationship that personal but i think it does kind of fit a lot of the interactions sonic has like with his friends that he is incredibly loyal he is incredibly like loving in every way but like you know a romantic way that just kind of seems to fly over his head in some situations like um you know we're gonna get to it but like sonic 06 and like secret rings uh uh it seems like he is very much he is the friend that is there that that person needs but also seems completely oblivious to any like romantic affections now whether that's intentional or not is a <laughs> you know a a, a a point of contention but i do like to think that that sonic is just uninterested in in romance for whatever reason but also is not going to be like he never wants to hurt anybody's feelings like that is how i choose to interpret uh well, spoilers if you've never seen it, but the original uh, finale of Sonic X is Sonic comes back um, to his world. To his world. I do. Exactly. <laughs> I'm already hearing the edit in my head. <laughs> After, you know, all his friends thought, oh, no, he's still trapped on Earth. And Amy is very upset. Basically, like, lays her whole heart out there. I never thought I'd see you again. Starts crying. And then the music gets brought up and Sonic says something, but we don't hear it. It, but it was obviously what w exactly what Amy needed to hear right then. And <laughs> so that's so, a translation <laughs> moment. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I like that angle for Sonic sometimes. Like, you know, if if he's, you know, the corporate mandate is he cannot have a romantic relationship. Well, why not spin it into like a cool headcanon that uh, he's, you know, just aromantic or whatever. I do like that because um, the very idea that they make him asexual, aromantic as a result of a corporate mandate and not a part of his actual, you know, a real personality. Because <laughs> oh, no. there are people out there with, you know, who, who have perfectly full lives being asexual, aromantic, and to be like, okay, we need to make this character as bland as possible. Let's give him this sexuality. <laughs> yes, I, I, I wanted to try and avoid because I, yeah, I do not want to step on the toes, of, especially of any of my friends who are that is part of their identity because it is not something i'm 100 no. percent familiar with and uh, yeah also don't <laughs> that i mean i am also chuckling at the concept of yeah like the the sega corporate board making decisions like <laughs> what you know the very well what are the kids doing these days <laughs> they sure oh, ain't God. having sex so. <laughs> <laughs> It seems that they're uh, sad and making TikToks. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious. But yeah, I do. I Like, as far as Sonic as we know him now, I feel like I don't think they'd say 
that what is whether he's asexual or aromantic, but it's kind of I kind of see it there, even if it is as a result of just like them deciding that we can't have any of that romance bollocks anymore. <laughs> but you know, yeah, but, uh, like you were saying, Jeremy, it's nice to sort of put this head cannon out there to maybe just give like a bit more identity to it because it's. You know, it's a perfectly... Re- I know people will be like, well, it's not really appropriate to discuss what sonic sexuality is. or And I say, yes, well, these are normal things that kids should be learning about. I'm not saying that, like, Sonic should be the... like Sonic should be there to sort of like, hey, kids, if you ever feel like exploring your own sexuality, that's cool! <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, you're right. Like, it is one of the... It's, it's, you know, not to go on a tangent, but I'll just mention that, yeah, that is part of the double standard of like adventures of sonic the hedgehog like has him doing like looney tunes bug eyes over like breezy and you know girls at the beach and it's like that is like an expression of of sexuality romance whatever it's just oh it's quote-unquote normal and so we don't think about Mm. think about it so yeah (laughs) it it would be perfectly appropriate to like confirm that for for sonic but you know i'm not not saying they should i'm just again i'm saying like at the end of the day that's my like favorite interpretation to think of sonic that he is very outward with his like friendship and positivity and those emotions but you know is just not interested in actual romance and yeah yeah even you know uh luke in the chat brings up that evan stanley who is now the 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 head writer and one of the artists on idw uh talks about their uh like likes to think of sonic is just very private with his like very personal emotions and i i yeah. think that that fits sonic too like there are lots of interpretations of sonic uh including you know one of my new favorites is stc sonic who i i think you could say that's literally <laughs> canon <laughs> is he okay, is very that's that's where i have to come in and be like yes that sonic is like not forthcoming of his emotions at all probably isn't interested in romance just cares about his friends he's just not going to tell you that yeah <laughs> i i think that fits a, a lot of different sonics i think sad uh, sad am sonic is kind of like that too like he comes across as kind of a dumb guy but it's really that he is not he 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 lacks emotional intelligence compared to like Sally who balances him out. I remember we we talked about that when we revisited that show and how it's it's a very pleasant dynamic. It actually works really well. Yeah. I do think but in the case of Siam Sonic he is interested in girls or more specifically he's interested in Sally. That is definitely yes. a case because yeah. those two are have that sort of like balanced relationship she's almost like the secondary protagonist or almost like the balanced protagonist to him so uh, they're, they're, this is a situation where sonic has time to have this sort of relationship with another character because they're constantly doing things together they're constantly out there trying to save the world so it kind of checks out for that version of sonic Akari, do you have any thoughts as to relates to how Sonic is uh, romantically inclined? Actually, no, we, we, we did kind of... We asked your opinions, but what yeah. do you think is actually happening with Sonic these days? <laughs> well, with Sonic and love, uh, at the at the end of the day, I think Sonic is just a guy who loves adventure. So, <laughs> I don't Hey, think... what you see is what you get. He's Sonic the Hedgehog. Amen. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I'd like to think that he'd probably be like a romantic or something. Uh, just, you know just he doesn't really have a strong preference on it uh that's at least the way i interpret him in most of modern media obviously like you touched on with like uh sat am and uh archie comics per se uh there there's definitely romance in there uh whether or not that's uh 
the direction they want to take Sonic nowadays. Uh, <laughs> Judging by what, like, like when we talk about Sonic these days, we talk about like the modern games and IDW in particular, because as we understand it, that's one where Sega has had the most like direct input in mm-hmm. as far as the Sonic comics are concerned. So, like, what we're seeing here is more or less what Sega want from Sonic, and we haven't really seen anything like that. Now, maybe it is because he did go out of his, spend like nearly a year trying to uh, save the world from a metal virus and he didn't really have time for anything like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he, you know, the I think the IDW does a good uh, bit and we can obviously bring that up because she's on this list too, where they still acknowledge like Amy, uh, Amy Rose herself obviously still has a, like a crush on Sonic, but yep. especially the way it's done in idw i think is very smart because i think sega also as a whole i i'm sure realized that like oh we should probably like give amy any kind of personality outside of being obsessed with sonic um so yeah she still acknowledges that sonic acknowledges it too but is also very like like you said especially during the idw is like look i ain't got time to hang out okay (laughs) lots of (laughs) lots of bad things are happening um but also yes like acknowledging it but not making that the sole facet of amy's personality and so it's i i really like it it's very subtle it's a good nod to to you know past adventures and whatnot i think what it comes down to is do sonic games and sonic stories even need romance now if we're talking about uh, again sorry to dunk on early archie but i'm just saying uh, early archie really liked having that well i mean it's an archie comic i suppose what did we expect it's right there in the title yeah <laughs> but they they certainly liked that love triangle stuff <laughs> but do Sonic stories, these adventures where Sonic goes up against a maniacal dictator sometimes, or just a, a mad scientist for the most part, do they really need uh, romantic exploits going on in the background? It's it's like you said, given the history of the entire franchise as a whole, it makes me want to say no. But at the same time, I'm like, I think you could do it. It would just take a really like a, a really committed, smart writer to make it work. Um, I think it would work better if it was not solely focused on Sonic or even like maybe even the main cast. Like I, I've brought it up constantly, but I He's love going how- to bat for them again. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I I love what uh Archie did with the um with Bunny and Antoine near the uh right before that got well even yeah, even after the the reboot, I think they were still together. Um, because those are characters that were I mean definitely main characters, but also like like it wasn't it in no way like detracted in fact it was the opposite it added to like their interactions with the other cast so as far as like the question for do sonic stories need romance and you know we've been talking about this for a while now like as far like since sonic is part of all sorts of different mediums of entertainment uh, for games i i would have to say not really no um because i because just the the momentum of Sonic games particularly, I don't think it really lends itself to like a romance story or even a romance side story. Uh, I, I feel like it just, it clashes with the 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 goal of the game too much to try to include that. But I think it, like either now or more so in the future, I think there's room for it. Um, I think the IDW comics have been doing a good job of just character building, world building, and letting Sonic be just the hero who steps in and saves the day kind of thing. 
one of my thoughts is that I, I do think that there is room for romance in a story uh, with Sonic and hear me out on this one oh boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> because I, with where we are now as, as like a culture and meme alert as a society um, <laughs> in, in 2022 slash 23, I feel like with our writing styles nowadays, I think we actually like, like Jeremy said, if we have, if we have like a really good competent writer who is willing to take the risk and be smart about it, I think we actually have a chance to do a romance story that adds to Sonic and whoever his partner is, um, that romance. And I think we have a chance to flip it so that Sonic's not the hero in that case, where I just think that there's a possibility of basically doing a story where Sonic needs to be saved, but he's not necessarily the damsel in distress at the same time, where we just don't go for that trope, you know, where Mm -hmm. there's some sort of there's some sort of addition to the story and the relationship where one person doesn't have their power stripped away from them necessarily. I, I think there's, yeah. I think there's a lot of possibilities there. And I'm honestly with the way that Sonic acts in the new movies from Paramount and Sega, you know, Sonic, I think is his most teen like in those movies and teens are all about hormones and relationships. And <laughs> there's, and like, you know, if they eventually add Amy into there, I actually see a distinct possibility of like, a kindling on-screen romance between Sonic and Amy. That's a good point. If there was a modern version of Sonic that would uh, play up that, it it would be movie Sonic. And I I could imagine it being, like, fitting pretty well. Like, you know, like you said, it would be like Disney Channel original-esque, like, uh, <laughs> you know, a, a silly romance. But uh, that <laughs> would definitely fit movie Sonic well. Um, I, I think you're right, right, Jake, as far as, like, even, uh, like you mentioned, like, I I really like the the writing on IDW. I like all of the the writers that have contributed. It's not just uh you know Ian and Evan. It's it's others as well, and it's it's all been really solid. It's a it's a team. They work really well together, and I know they have talked like behind the scenes of like ideas. But I think you're right, especially like even if it wasn't Sonic, like if IDW came out with an issue like and you know not spoiling any like current arcs, but like hey like Tangle and Whisper like just walked up holding hands and said oh yeah we've been dating for a month now like i that would be totally appropriate and fit into that world and yeah i i, I feel like they're you know probably just waiting for like the right time to do something like that because uh, you know i i'm sure like you said I, I you said earlier falero like sega has had a lot of input with idw which is i think is probably the best way to talk about it like people like to use the word mandates uh like it's you know they they have no creative control. They're stifling what they're doing. And I, I don't think that's the case. I think it is a combination of like, they are just more hands-on with how they even want like the, the, the spinoff media to be. And, you know, I, they're probably just waiting for like the, the right time to do something like that. And, uh, you know, I, I bet when it happens, say go, say go, let it happen. I, I'm putting that out into the universe. I don't think Sega are all opposed to romance in Sonic, because when we get into this list, we'll see there are uh, examples of it. I just don't know if that's what they're doing right now, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's when the time is right. (laughs) When the love is in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Kari, do you have any thoughts about <laughs> whether, the, whether the Sonic games need romance? I don't think they need romance. Um, I don't think that's why I'm buying the Sonic game. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't think it's necessarily bad to have like 
it be part of like the story i just don't think it needs to be like the main focus of it uh mm -hmm. like god I, sorry you were saying <laughs> no I, it's okay I'm, I'm very okay with like the idea of like sonic having someone that he's like you know what i like that they're there for me or whatever and something like that or just having like some sort of uh romance in them i, I don't I, I i'm not like going into the game being like I want Sonic to get a smooch today. I want him to <laughs> just be in love so much. Yeah. So. Not until we get the Sonic dating sim of yes. uh, 2025. Yeah. I don't know. Sonic speed dating. <laughs> oh my oh, gosh, yes! That's it, that's it, yes! Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's, that's gotta episode. be out there somewhere, like, buried on the in the grimy uh, back alleys of new grounds, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it doesn't exist in some form. <laughs> What if Sega just went buckwad one day and made like it, just like for Steam, like for like five or ten bucks, just a Sonic dating sim? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who knows? I mean, that it, it's part of this list, but they did give Sonic to Bioware romance branching options, okay. and that We're didn't really pan out. <laughs> the, and now the, they the own street. Atlas. <laughs> <laughs> we can briefly talk about Sonic Chronicles uh, because it, because Bioware was handling everyone was thinking oh how are they going to mass affect this are they going to have love interests yeah Amy kind of <laughs> <laughs> I I have I have not revisited Chronicles yet I think that is that is a potential topic for the future but I did see that I think it boils down to you can either be really nice to Amy. Um, and, you know, kind of string her along. You can be neutral to Amy or you can just be a real bastard to her. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a, an E10, ages 10 and up bastard. <laughs> the culmination of which you get one scene with Amy that's romantic. That, and it's just that. <laughs> I even remember, um, you know, like their Rouge is there too and has some like patented Rouge flirty dialogue. And the only thing it does is if you are like nice to Rouge, it makes Amy mad, which, you know, implications. We we don't have to pair two bad bitches up against each <laughs> <laughs> Unnecessary. Um, but yes, the only one that came in any close to that was Chronicles, and then not really, but it's pretty funny. <laughs> That's the only potentially almost canonical instance of Son Amy. Yes. Is that one scene that you might get if you're really nice to Amy throughout the whole game, to the point of it being really unnatural and weird, I noticed in my playthrough. <laughs> that is another part of like, yeah, I wouldn't mind that Sonic romance being part of it if it's done well because so many of it, even like you said, even in like Chronicles, an official thing seems like so out of character sometimes. And, you know, at the end of the day, especially if it's like, uh, like fan art, fan works, whatever, it's like being in character doesn't super matter. But, uh, you know, that is part of it that just kind of, of puts me off the subject. That's pretty much our preface to this whole topic. Let's get to the part that everyone came for. Let's talk about each individual Sonic love interest that we can think of. Now, sorry if we don't mention your favorite. 
It's just because we don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, looking at this list, like I, with my, and well, encyclopedic Sonic knowledge, I don't see if we missed any. And, you know, we didn't count like characters that were never real, like Tiara Bubowski. Like she doesn't count. <laughs> she barely even know that she was a love interest. I mean, I suppose she was a girl in a Sonic game. So I suppose it was implied during that time period that she would have to be a love interest. I, but- it's, yeah. We don't have any examples. We, the game never happened. No. So, whatever. <laughs> so let's start with a character who never actually appears in the game. Yeah. <laughs> Heyo! Uh, it's st- starting from a sheerly cr- chronological standpoint, we have to start with uh, Madonna. Now, I am not talking about the famous Madonna that famously re- had a real-life romantic relationship with Weird Al, if we go by his biopic. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, we are talking about Madonna, the blonde-haired, Jessica Rabbit-esque character that appeared in like concept art for Sonic 1, where <laughs> Naoto Oshima was just like, yeah, I mean, Sonic would have a, 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 a beautiful girl with big boobies, right? And, yeah, uh, that- <laughs> that's what that's that's a cool guy, right? <laughs> she is just a Jessica Rabbit, right? I mean, she she yeah. has uh like a different hair, but she is definitely that same mold. I mean, even to go further, you know, back, like she is the you know the red hot Riding Hood Tex Avery cartoon wolf, oh my goodness, you know, yeah. Auga. <laughs> and I mean, that's that's about it. Like, you know, I don't want to denigrate her character but she literally never appeared in anything official well i don't want to say that uh uh too distinctly she might have um i think jake you pointed out like the only other interesting tidbit is that a character with a similar haircut appears in one archie special madonna um garnet Yes, Madonna Garnet, and I'm willing to bet that, you know, they plucked that design uh, and put her together because they weren't allowed to use Topaz from the Sonic X universe because she looks like, yeah, her long-lost Topaz twin. But yeah, Madonna Garnet, she was only officially ever appeared in one single Archie story. And it's just the hair, real hair, and the first name is all yeah. she has in common with yep. with uh, the Madonna that we're talking about. Uh, now, if we're going to discuss whether Madonna makes a good love interest or not, it depends on how much of a purist to the vision of Naoto Oshima you really are, <laughs> and whether you feel that Sonic not having a girlfriend, not having fangs, and not having a, a cool band <laughs> to play in the sound test is really integral towards his character and should never have been omitted from the final product. Yes, it's, it's shout outs to the the uh you know the various bunny and cat girls in the crowd of that uh Sonic band <laughs> performance as well. <laughs> we all read the Sonic Bible and Madonna was nowhere in there so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it just seems like a very silly thing to tack on. Like it's pretty harmless. Again, it seems like it's very much going for like the Roger Rabbit dynamic. Even this this art we're looking of apparently is you know madonna like thinking about sonic but he's like scolding her for giving him too many kisses so like yes this is obviously done in a very like tongue-in-cheek manner i think now she is a human woman and i know the concept of a human woman having a relationship with a sonic character is a a divisive topic within the sonic fandom (laughs) but uh she like she's just she's a cartoon 
She's a, a stretched out Betty Boop. She's not. She's not like a real woman. Boy, that picture that Luke just shared in the chat is. <laughs> You know, I'm starting to see why Madeline Schroeder stepped up and be like, none of this, please. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> uh, this is a picture of Madonna falling from the heavens, and there is an interesting choice of angle, to, shall we say. <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this is from the technical demo presented in Tokyo Toy Show 1990, and uh, never made it into the final game. I'm wondering why. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hikari, do you have any thoughts about Madonna? Not, not really. I mean, she's she's a concept <laughs> art character, more or less. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's cute, I guess. Uh, I don't know if she's a great fit for Sonic per se, but uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, and there there is as as Luke is also pointing out, there is like a a quote attributed to Yuji Naka that uh, you know they didn't want to immediately go with the like kidnapped girlfriend Princess Peach thing because so many other games aside from mario just did that so just decided to focus on the conflict between sonic and dr eggman but what we could have had (laughs) yeah (laughs) they uh they wanted to wait until 2006 to do that trope (laughs) yeah yeah they do bring it back (laughs) yep that's that's on on the list (laughs) i'm starting to realize why they called it sonic the hedgehog now they were like we're going back to sonic's roots it's real roots (laughs) yep (laughs) oh man uh, that's about all the time we can possibly dedicate to Madonna. Yes. Uh, but she's a pretty lady. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she seems like the sort of character that... Um... No, I'm not going to get into Mr. Boop territory. <laughs> I was thinking about it when you brought up Stretched I Up. Yep, yep. When you I look am... at her, there is a, a Mr. Uh, yeah, Betty Boop in Alec Robbins style. <laughs> yep. I remember there's two Sonic, there's two characters in Mr. Boop named Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people should read that. It's it is uh, not safe for work, but very funny. <laughs> I'm saying that as someone who owns all of the hard copies and wants that collected version too. Let's talk about an equally important character these days, uh, Sally Acorn. <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh on that. Uh, Sally Acorn, the the, the old favorite. Um, now, we've, when we say Sally Acorn, like, we've gone down the rabbit hole of where Sally Acorn came from, which was the Sonic Bibles. Uh, lots of things came from that. But the character we, we're typically talking about when we mention Sally Acorn is the one from Sat AM and, the, who, and basically the one from Archie who sort of spawned from that. So not the one that Sonic pulled out his signature Smith & Wesson and fired into the air as he made out with her. No, not that one. <laughs> or the one that he refused to let speak and then dropped a bunch of Christmas presents on. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, yes, when we're talking about Sally, even though she has also had some big redesigns, we're talking about the, you know, the red-haired, chestnut, fur-colored uh, squirrel slash whatever she's supposed to be at any given time. I think not the blonde one that um, Luke has linked in the chat no. from the uh, early concept art of the Sonic cartoon. And also not the <laughs> blonde one from the early Archie miniseries, and not the pink one that was also yeah. in several things. <laughs> not And not even the little squat brown one that, that was the design they settled on in early Archie either. Or even in the pilot episode of Sat-E-M, we're talking about the Sally Acorn who's 
character changed with her design, I think. Yes. They're talking about that Sally Akon, the, the headstrong, the really smart, super talented, everyone loves her. Oh gosh, it's Sally Akon, everyone. <laughs> yeah, she's, so, she's so wonderful, Sonic. Anyway, um, it's that, that Sally Akon that we're talking about. Yes. And and like I, I started to go into earlier, I will go to bat for like the best episodes of Sad AM are the ones where Sonic and Sally like complement each other, where she is like more tactful and, you know, like we revisited Blast to the Past, where she's the one that figures out the the uh the riddle from the owl time spirit. Whereas Sonic, he's not necessarily too dumb to get it. It's just that is not his strength. He is Mr. Man of Action. He is the you know, he's literally the guy with superpowers, but he needs somebody like Sally to balance him out because yeah. Especially in, in Sad AM, like you see, um, uh, that like Sonic is not like all powerful. Like if he runs straight into a group of SWAT bots, they are going to get him. And so he needs somebody like Sally to say, like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to blow up this power plant. And, uh, I, I really like that part. Um, it's now the romance in Sad AM doesn't hold up well for me at all <laughs> like i have brought it up before i immediately think of the episode where they find the uh the underground freedom fighters with uh griff the griffin man or whatever he is he's more like a, is he a, a goat I yeah think, uh, i guess he's a goat griff. he i mean he does look like a goat but he also kind of looks like a fawn or like some kind of like Taurus or it's it's an interesting design compared to like uh you know Ari the Ram just straight up looks like you know a ram dude yeah <laughs> he's got a nice voice i'll say that about him um but yes Don't the like the hooves sorry <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah was... that's what throws me off where he you know i'm like that's mr tumness is what that makes me <laughs> i'm sorry like so many of these characters you know don't necessarily follow the uh sonic style guide but if you're looking at griff listeners uh this guy is especially naked i think yeah, well, he, even this picture that we're looking at, he's standing next to Antoine, who is, you know, unique, but also, like, wears a full set of clothes. <laughs> so it does look a little off, but I always think of that episode when I think of bad Sad AM romance, because it is a contrived, forced, like, love a square between Sally, Sonic, Antoine, and Griff that takes up half the episode. And even as a, you know, I was what, eight or nine watching my VHS with this on, it was just like, come on, when are we getting to the fireworks factory? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all, that's basically all I have to say about Sad AM Romance is that the, the Sonic and Sally's dynamic is very good, but wow, it's so contrived and you just are waiting for, oh, is this an episode where Anton's going to bust in and be like, hey, I love Sally more than you, Sonic. Let's <laughs> waste our precious time in this 22 minute episode. I just, you know what? Like, you're, you're right. <laughs> um, what it comes down to, though, is in many ways, the Sonic and Sally relationship is like one of the most developed. And I think that's not just because of Sayem, but because of the time in Archie. Now, it wasn't always good. But I felt like, yeah, they had like this good thing going. There was almost it was like a realistic relationship. Yes, for the most part, if, if, as far as two uh, '90s written cartoon animals could have a, a realistic relationship, <laughs> I suppose it was definitely the one that had the most time put into it. 
we we definitely can't dive into the entire history of the Archie comics, but I will give it some credit and say that they did focus on like a lot of, especially at the end where, where, you know, new writers took over before the soft reboot is I feel like they focused on Sonic and Sally's relationship was a lot of like trial by fire. Like, Hey, we were five, six years old when Robotnik took over and like, we have worked together and been together and like considered each other like, family like that whole time and it it, and at its best it felt like a relationship like naturally blossomed out of that like even when the issues started to get really serious or Mm -hmm. you know you had like oh Robotnik's defeated but now what do we do and that's when like Sonic and Tails go off to try and find Ixis Nagus and there is some like well, bye, Sally. I mean, we'll be back, right? And I'm like, I'm sure you will. And, you know, I remember, like, feeling that. And then, you know, at its worst, it is, I mean, it's, it's similar to Sad AM, but, I mean, everybody knows, like, the, the Archie comics' infamous reputation for f- furry soap opera melodrama. And, <laughs> I mean, like, the, the least say about that, you, you know, the, the the better, because it does get real bad. But that also involves some other characters on this list, so we'll mm-hmm. we'll save it for that. <laughs> that part is almost distracting from the actual relationship. Like, I think that's sometimes what people think of the most when they think of Sonic and Sally, is like, oh, remember that time where one character got shot, and oh, remember when Sally did this? Remember when Sally slapped Sonic and it was a big thing? And oh, I don't boy. know, like, the worst writing of it kind of distracted from the natural relationship that you described, and Oh, sorry, that's a very good image that uh, Luke just posted of... uh, When was it? Yeah, at the end of the Genesis arc, I believe it was. Sonic is putting things back together with with Chaos Control, and Sally knows it's going to be all right. Shame it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, they all died. They're in hell now. (laughs) Gosh. But I am glad that we went through this whole discussion about talking about the fact that some people just find Sally to be a really attractive character. And uh, that sometimes factors into whether or not they think she should be Sonic's love interest. Because she's pretty and she's got the boots. And the fur. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know. You know. She got low. Like the song says. (laughs) So we've been mentioning that we have a list of uh, Sonic love interests that we're going to be talking about. And, you know, I think it's appropriate and fun that um that we put it put sally so high up and so early on the list because honestly like out of everybody that we're going to be talking about today i really do think i I think sonic and sally are pretty much if if there was to be like a a pursuit of romance i think it's i think they're the best case for each other because you know we've we've already said so many times already that they really do balance each other out i think if there was a storyline where there was just no sonic but there was still freedom fighters I felt I still think Sally would be headstrong, but I'm not sure if she would be quite as outgoing and in the field as if Sonic was there to kind of bolster some courage, you know. And at the same time, you know, we've said it before, like Sally helps Sonic literally slow down and think a little bit more. And I just think the balance between the two of them is great. And you know, like we've also talked about the the ups and the very down downs of the Archie <laughs> Sonic and Sally <laughs> romance, but. Whenever I think about their romance, I always think about um, like a couple issues, or I think even one issue after uh, Sonic gets back from his like year in space. Uh, after I think it was ep- uh, issue one fifty where they had that big explosion or one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always think about that issue where like where they come back and Sonic's like re greeting everybody and saying hello to everybody, and then like Sally does the big slap uh, because it seems it, it just you know there's a breakdown in the relationship and 
it's interesting to have that dynamic there. And in, in, in that case, I think it kind of adds to the story because like there's this new tension, but they still have to work together to, you know, save Knothole and sometimes the world. <laughs> yeah, people. And I mean, God, I, I almost I, I, we've mentioned it in passing. It has been like people still hold on to that as like that is when I started hating everything Sonic because that ruined my life. But they, yeah, people <laughs> and by which we mean Sonic fans uh, have opinions of <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird story arc I, I i wouldn't even go to bat for like that it's particularly well written that issue but i do revisiting it get the like tension it's it's sonic is you know because sonic was lost he well they called it tossed in space because lost in space is the mm. tv show but you know he was gone for what several months and then you know relativity and all that and he gets back home and people are like no you were gone for more than a year dude like we were pretty sure we would given you up for dead and he's like oh well i'm not dead and then proceeds to be from what i remember like pretty flippant about it and so the 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 conflict between him and sally like goes with like there's also a big transition in her life where like I can't remember exactly, but her dad, the king, like either wants her to or he he's very worried about like, you know, Eggman's back and is very worried about like, you know, security and like, hey, you know, Eggman could wipe out Knothole and take us all out. And so like I recall like Sally has a pretty justified breakdown and have the reaction she does. And I, I don't know, people just really latched onto that because ultimately because they just don't like Sally, period. It wasn't yeah. this push them over the edge it's just they use it as ammo and it's like yeah it's a bad story it's a it's it's from the the bad parts of archie but like that come on man the the, the fact that people like still bring that up to like the artists and people that that worked on it is ridiculous and <laughs> anyway this is re this is actual proof as to why sally acorn the fictional character is a legitimately bad person in real life and I <laughs> yeah, it's it's very silly. At, at the end of the day, I really like Sally as a character. I think some of her best stuff, like I said, is in Sad AM and after they did some of the like soft reboots of Archie, um, just because it was like, hey, now we don't have so much baggage for this character. <laughs> like she doesn't have we we don't have to deal with all the like, God, the the you know the source acorn blood magic and all that stuff <laughs> because that does not really matter to her character at the end of the day okay well i, I must admit i never watched sat am uh but i did however live across the street from a 7-eleven as a child and i would crawl under their fence to get to uh it slightly faster and uh um, occasionally they would carry the archie comics so Okay, I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I lived across the street from a 7-Eleven, and I think that's the same thing. Yeah, and I, I really liked their Slurpees. <laughs> I remember getting, uh, I first got a couple of my first Archie issues from that, that spinny comic rack in my local grocery store. So that's oh, it's not not too cr too crazy a scenario. Yeah. So you did you you at least like read a couple of stories that had Sally in it. Yeah. Yeah. No. I I I would pick them up when I could. There was a point later when I eventually would actually like order them and get them for like a year at a time. But I mm. have far fewer in, in between memories of specific things. But but one of the the comics that I did pick up as a kid, uh, going to Seven Eleven. I recall is like I think it was like the twenty five years later timeline, 
Oh my god! Oh my god! When they're when they're married and Sonic's a king, uh, yeah. And and I mean, I I like Sally from what I remember as someone with Sonic, right? I, I like you all said. I think she's a good balance in where Sonic is the man of action and she's more of like the leader of the freedom fighters who does the the thinking and like the slower needed to be done things that Sonic might be too impatient to do. Uh, but I, I guess my 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 critique of Sally would be ultimately if they if they are a couple that does lead to Sonic becoming a king and whether or not you like that as the end goal for his characters up to debate. <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean I, I I like him as as the adventurer like I'm gonna go do my own thing guy. So I mean I guess that's my my one criticism of them as a pairing would be I, I don't think Sonic should necessarily be a, a royal in my eyes, but I'm not totally opposed to it but you know you you're right behind the eight ball though because you read uh, you jumped right into 25 years later so you saw the worst possible version of that yeah. that's what i was gonna say is that okay here literally is was one specific writer's uh intended future for sonic and sally and it's the most boring nothing happens arc i would argue in the entire comic that Sally spends her entire time like milling about the house, talking to her other friends, doing nothing. And Sonic spends it milling about, talking to Knuckles about how, yep, I sure don't adventure anymore. And then, oh man, it's so bad. And then the Super Genesis wave happened and romance was no longer on the table unless it's Sally and another character. And I think I'm okay with that. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I totally, yes, totally. The ultimate realization for Sally is where she realized, oh, I like a girl. That's now I'm married to my computer. Good for her. (laughs) And you know what? That's valid these days. Yeah. She just, she wrote really into her computer's VTuber avatar and, you know. Relatable. She's a tier three sub. Good old Sonic. My God, these ladies are gay. Good for them. (laughs) (laughs) Spam good for them in the chat. (laughs) Yeah. So Amy Rose. Oh yeah, we should probably move on to the other one. So um, (laughs) the other one. (laughs) We were going chronologically, but let's talk. We're talking about the two big ones: the Sally Acorn, who we just discussed, and then there is. Amy Rose, and we've actually talked to her about her a little bit at this point, so we might as well get this over with. Bye, bye. (laughs) (laughs) I want to hear Akaru's thoughts on this first. (laughs) Oh, yeah, let's get Akaru's out of the way. (laughs) Oh, with Amy? Okay, well, I I think as I stated, like, as a youth, Amy was like my my girl media consumption. Like, she was the only, like, girl character from media that I watched. So, so. When people were named Amy in real life, I was like, oh, I like them. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, uh, ultimately, like, I, I, I think that there's, it's fine for her to be like, oh, yes, I like Sonic. And Sonic's like, nah, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh-uh. <laughs> but I like Amy as a character. I think she's at her best, honestly, when she's not just i like sonic when when she has like her her moments in an adventure and stuff mm. where she's just showing that she's very kind-hearted and willing to see the best in people and like even an adventure when uh sonic's like i need to kill this robot and she's like nope don't kill this robot this this one helped me uh and so she's willing to like be more than just i like sonic and i'll do whatever he wants 
but she's willing to like you know go against him if if need be yeah not that she fights him or anything but but at least stands up to him and is like no 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 this that that's not the good course of action here i i, I like that because i think that's a good moment for sonic because he's like well okay i trust you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it is interesting to you know because we've we've talked about sonic cd a lot where she kind of does nothing um they they have filled in those gaps to kind of give that classic version of amy her her own uh unique personality but it really is adventure that you know she starts off her story reminiscing about sonic cd getting you know snatched up by metal sonic and getting rescued by sonic and that was like codifying her like lifelong crush pursuit of sonic and then that whole game goes out of its way for her to like straight up like she might as well look at the camera and say to the player themselves that i am going to be a more independent person i can take care of myself i can't rely on sonic even if i still like him and then they spent the next decade walking that back um (laughs) even by sonic adventure 2 um, do you want to th- throw around words like flanderized, how her character was, you know, dumbed down, quote unquote, it, it is my least favorite part about Amy because I too liked her. I'm sure like similarly, it was like, oh yeah, she's the girl, girls, girl, girls can be cool, girl power, et cetera, et cetera. But then, I mean, as much as I do still like the show, like on the whole, like Sonic X is the worst about this, mm-hmm. like breaking Amy's character down to just where Sonic why you know why am I not with Sonic why is Sonic not my boyfriend and oh it just gets old man like not even to bring up like you know the 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 sexist misogynist implications because it's just it's goofy um and and i feel like it took a long long time for them to finally start introducing like other aspects to her character and sega has realized that they like she needs to have more to her character and i think are are probably still trying to figure it out because boom sonic boom amy is probably the closest but even then i I think you you almost go too far in the other direction where she is you know occasionally like the the girl character who's the killjoy who tells you know all the boys to quit being so dumb we gotta be serious but um you know stuff like forces which is pretty ham-handed where she is like the the one of the leaders of the uh the resistance like i i think that's cool that she is um uh you know kind of kind of fulfilling a sally role in that that she is pragmatic she is looking at the bigger picture she is pointing like the the heroes with powers like where to go um not that amy also doesn't have like i i also like it when they lean into like she has a big heavy hammer and beats the crap out of things like that's cool too I, I get why people like the Sonic Amy pairing and this is going to sound a little mean, but I don't mean it in a, you know, in a, in a serious way, but like Son Amy is the like peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread of Sonic. <laughs> for me. Yeah. Son Amy is keeping it within the race. And is that really what we want to do? Well, it's <laughs> no. just, there i don't think there's much to it um i think now you know like luke is also pointing out that like uh, uh ian flynn and and evan stanley have basically clarified and said like sega's position is like 
it's 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 there, but it's not going to be in the forefront uh, again as far as like the, you know, like I said, in Sonic X, the Looney Tuned <laughs> pursuit of Sonic and him being like, "Ooh, no, yucky. And I'm I'm glad, actually. You know, uh, like we were saying before, like it still gets brought up, like especially in IDW. I love I think it's uh, the, just the first couple of issues. Amy gets reintroduced and sees Sonic like take out a whole bunch of big robots. And there's like a whole wordless panel of her just going like, oh, before she catches herself. And I'm like, oh, well, that's cute. Like, you know, it's like, oh, it'll always be there. But she is definitely like moved past her goo goo uh uh you know losing all control yeah. only aspect of my character yeah. her problematic fangirl days aren't quite as prominent anymore and uh, yes. i feel like when you were talking about like that being the most prominent and stuff like uh sonic x and the games during that time period it like as much as amy was not a great character during that time i do think it did reflect her canonical age of 12 <laughs> when she was acting yeah. like that which is yeah i'm not although sonic ages are such a weird thing honestly to be and i feel like that's something that they don't even like to acknowledge now so no, I, don't think- I, I i think uh you know people pointed out i think like some official documents have just stopped listing it because i mean at the end of the, i i said it at the top these are mascot like mickey mouse characters and it's it's uh, yeah that that stuff is is much sillier i i do stand by like my thought earlier about I, I, me, me personally, I'm not really into the San Amy romance angle anyway. Like, I don't know, just it's never clicked in my head. But if there ever was a place for it, I, I circle back to my thought earlier of I think current movie Sonic would probably be a good place to fit that into. I think there's, I think there's room to explore it there. But otherwise, me personally, not, not really into San Amy and. It might, you know what, IDW has also done a great job of characterizing Amy, so it might work there in the future, but with where Sonic is now culturally, I just don't think it would work in the comics right now either. I just don't think they have, like, I'm sorry out there, Son Amy fans, I don't think their relationship is interesting enough. It's funny. It's funny how she used to chase him around, and nowadays I think their friendship relationship is, you know, pretty nice. Like yeah. as Jeremy was describing, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's really like interesting enough what their dynamic to really make for a good like romance. But like you said, like maybe the movie is what changes that because this is different characterizations. Now I do want to mention there is STC Amy, who is a oh, different character yes. as we've discussed in the past, completely different character altogether. Although starts off a bit like classic Amy, as you know her, like oh Sonic is my boyfriend, I think he's great, and we're gonna and we, oh gosh Sonic, you're so good, and that developed over time to Haha, Sonic, hey, how's it going, <laughs> darling? Oh, we're boyfriend and girlfriend, aren't we? Yeah, you love that, don't you? Shut up, Amy. Oh God, I'm trying to save the world from Robotnik. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna go have an actual canonical relationship with a canary. See you later. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I- I, I can't believe I I mean I've said it before STC Amy as far as like fleshed out Amy characters go is my favorite because that I mean that is the best possible way you could approach like the two sentences of character she had in the classic days okay. of you know is a girl like Sonic and to where yes like you said evolves to where she literally 
teases Sonic by telling people that, oh, yeah, of course he's my boyfriend. And <laughs> it's every time Sonic reacts like, you know, stop it, Amy. You're embarrassing me in front of my mates. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a quiet laugh about it to herself. And yes, that that's that's my favorite, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> and if you deny it, I'll shoot you with my crossbow. <laughs> yeah, the Hullajama weapon. They didn't know about the hammer. What do we give her? An actual crossbow. Why not? Dude, the crossbow's so dope. <laughs> I think it really is. She's a dead eye with that thing, too. Uh, I think we've covered Amy for the most part. I think part. so, yeah. like, there's, there's, yeah. like, That's a big topic. I'm sure we'll have an Amy Rose episode one day, but for now, yeah. as far as her relationship to Sonic is concerned, we've more or less covered it, unless we haven't, in which case, yell at us in the comments, please. Yes. We are begging for your interactions and anger. <laughs> 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 actually not please be nice to us we're very sensitive we're all uh, we've covered the big ones let's cover some of the other ones then the on the list uh like early on in the series there was breezy the hedgehog who we have discussed before yes i i do think you know i mean even in both continuities like in adventures of sonic like she ends up with robotnik jr the other you know robot automaton um so that doesn't really work out and then in uh you know the new 252 archie version i would argue she absolutely sees sonic as below her like <laughs> not really enough to to like speculate on like that version of breezy's like romantic inclinations but absolutely like i think sees sonic as like a child at best and like a you know a parasitic organism is worse <laughs> <laughs> and that sonic wasn't interested in her anyway unlike adventures of sonic the hedgehog sonic uh, he was just uh, discovering girls <laughs> this, yes <laughs> oh goodness but yeah either way didn't didn't work out for for sonic and breezy that's for sure but breezy's breezy's cool that is i you know we we covered those comics uh, a while back and that is one of my like oh man what could have been was more of that version of breezy yeah mm -hmm. akara you have a, an interesting relationship with adventures of sonic the hedgehog in that you're a young person you actually watched it growing up yeah. um do you have, did you actually get to see the breezy episodes i don't believe i did i i owned like a couple vhs's of it which i think were like mostly the first few episodes and then uh I, I also caught it one time when I, I went on vacation to my uncle's, and I think it was on Disney Channel. Uh, oh, yeah. So I, I, I don't believe I actually know much about uh, Breezy at all, to be honest. <laughs> well, here's a picture of Breezy. <laughs> I like the colors. What a picture. <laughs> This is a tall uh, lady um, with not a traditional Sonic animal character look about her. Uh, noticeably a red dress again, just like Madonna yeah. and uh, the Jessica Rabbit sort of look going on. Her, her head sure is just a plain circle. Uh, though, you, huh? I was going to say it's a perfectly <laughs> circular head. <laughs> Oh. uh yeah breezy breezy can be cool but yeah i was i don't think an ever a serious candidate for our boy sonic yeah and that's the and what we see here that's is the, cool the new 52 version with her cool pantsy <laughs> power suit Bre breezy specifically like good archie breezy uh strikes me as the type of person who would use romance as like a political tool or an asset like she yes yeah like maybe maybe she'll catch feelings for somebody but for the most part it's just like 
like how do i how do i profit out of this mm, yeah a very a uh, uh what would you call it a marriage by convenience if anything <laughs> yes <laughs> well that's breezy uh all right all right okay let's talk about her it's time for mina mongoose everyone as as luke in the chat has posted a picture from what was the name of the game again that we covered for our fan games episode tale of two sons right yes the uh very dramatic melodramatic relationship between Mina the Mongoose and the hedgehog she just met, Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh, man. Uh, God, I love that story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. But let for us the talk, ages. Let's talk us about the canonical Mina Mongoose of the uh, pre-Sega Genesis wave. Sega Genesis wave? Well, it might as well be. The point of the Archie comics where Cole Bollas was writing. There we go. That's, that's Mina Mongoose. Um, what do we say about Mina? She's got a nice design, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah. She she fits right in as like Sonic character designs for sure. Yeah. Um, you mind if I go up to bat for her? <laughs> go on. You know you want. I to mean, say. look, man. All I have to say is like the most interesting thing she does to me is get shot <laughs> and doesn't die. So I I would like to hear yeah from yeah she did mellow out after that. Oh. I would like to hear yes, Jake, from someone who genuinely likes Mina. Yep. So. Hey everybody! I'm the one who does, in fact, genuinely like Mina as a character <laughs> in the story. Um, so I'll I'll just go ahead and say right off the bat that I actually I, I don't think Sonic and Mina work. Um, I, I do think that like any budding romance that they had in the comics was it was kind of cute, mostly mostly because for Mina, I would say it was a little bit less stalkerish than Amy, <laughs> like early Amy. Yes. Um, but I do like a genuine. Uh, like friendship uh, relationship between Sonic and Mina because I do like some of my favorite stuff from their arc was when Sonic was kind of teaching Mina how to control her speed. And I uh, like that kind of mentor mentee kind of thing, like strikes me as very interesting. Um, And I think that gives a little bit more credence to a budding romance because like, because of just the simple fact that they got to actually spend time together um, almost in a similar way as how Sonic and Sally spend time together in that they're working together towards something. It's, it's hard not to see Mina in that part of the comics as a, we need more romantic drama. Here is a girl that is fast who likes Sonic, but yeah. isn't Sally. But that was what they wrote her to be. Yes, that's exactly, exactly what her reason <laughs> for existing is. Yes, yeah. She she was definitely a plot device just to add dramatic tension. Um, and in this case, uh, from what I've said earlier, this is one of those cases where I don't think I, I don't think romance necessarily added a whole lot to the story, just because it, it the way that Mino's romance was introduced in this was pretty artificial and <laughs> jeremy does have a point that like one of the most interesting things that happens to mina is that she gets shot <laughs> but um but mina does go on to have a, a pretty good confident character 
um, before the the second Genesis wave. Call <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> that now. Yeah, um, where where she actually becomes a very popular uh, musician and uh, pop star in Knothole, and I'm assuming most of Mobius. Yeah, I think they even make a point that like she writes protest songs to blast like all over Mobius against the Eggman Empire, which is a cool detail. Yeah. Um, and Luke is <laughs> Luke is sharing so many images. Um, there, it, there's I think it's fair to to point out that like as far as like Archie Cannon, um, there is like a possible future that they hint at a lot where Mina and Tails get together. And I actually mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. I think that I think that has legs, especially very fast legs. That <laughs> yeah, yes. Ooh, get off the stage. Mina does have super speed. <laughs> uh, I like that idea. Um, but overall, Sonic and Mina. I think very good mentor and student relationship. And I think later on good supporting friendship, but romantically, I think they moved past it at a fairly decent pace. They, they, they had their drama and it ended with a bang. (laughs) (laughs) Kapow. (laughs) Jeremy would just go on and on with this. But no, I, I, I don't, I don't despise Mina. I just think her, her origins were, were pretty trite, but mm-hmm. and like you said, she, she evolved into a pretty, a pretty likable character. But as far as her romance is concerned with Sonic, uh, she had her shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Uh- <laughs> Akaru, now I, we know you didn't read much of the Archie comics. Do you have any opinions about Mean or Mongoose? I like her boots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're very good. <laughs> what about her gloves? Are her gloves good? Her gloves are pretty good. Uh, I'm specifically looking at the, the the one that looks like more modernish art, uh, but but yeah, I like her gloves. They're they're cool. Look. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's that's all I got yeah. to say. <laughs> okay. No, 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 that's only really you've got to go on right now is the appearance. And to be fair, that's all I had when I was like uh, playing Sonic Mega Collection and looking at all the covers of Archie. I was like, oh, I like this character design. I hope she has a good story. Well, <laughs> later on. <laughs> so, but uh, Mina's cool. I think I, I like. Yeah. But she's of a time, and sadly, this we're not going to see her again. But um, yeah. Spe- speaking of Archie issues that were of a time. I feel like the best thing for these next couple is just to throw them all together because yeah. it yep. was all basically the only bit <sighs> son of a gun. There it is. <laughs> basically the only basis for these two. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that like people can ship characters that like, don't even like meet each other in canon. That's different. But the basis for these next few characters is one, I might argue might be the worst uh, Archie Sonic arc, but uh, like not to spend too much time going into it, but it's a entire arc where it's revealed at the end that the evil version of Sonic from an alternate dimension has replaced our version of Sonic and has proceeded to sexually harass the entire main female cast so you've got yeah basically bunny rabbit uh uh rouge the bat the archie version of rouge and then at the end it kind of ends up uh fiona fox who is a character with a uh sordid history but man 
I just, the only thing I can say about it is that it's terrible because everyone is out of character. Like these are like, especially bunny, like they, I'm not going to like lit, relitigate this, but like, it's very out of character for both, both of them, even though Sonic is the evil Sonic, but for bunny to just be like, Oh yeah, sure. Sugar. Let's hook up. Um, <laughs> the, Less said about the writer who was Ken Penders, like his afterwards comments on that, the better, because it just makes it 100% worse. So, <gasps> no, I don't think Bunny Rabbit and Sonic belong together just because of, you know, this one story. <laughs> and, you know, the, the, the thing with Fiona Fox I actually kind of like is that uh, she realizes she was only attracted to the bad parts of Sonic and so ends up uh, going with Scar- Scourge to be a bad guy because he's literally the evil Sonic. So I like that part of it. But the, you know, again, there's a whole arc where like, oh, you know, Tails had a crush on the robot version of Fiona and then got mad at Sonic when the real one showed back up. And it's a whole thing, man. It's it's a bunch of issues of comics that it's hard to to dwindle down into a couple sentences. <laughs> All I can say is Fiona Fox and Sonic did have an extended relationship for a while and that's about all we can say about her in terms of like whether or not something should have a relationship well if it's with fiona fox probably not (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's really funny when she comes back with uh you know evil sonic scourge and sally walks straight up to her and slugs her in the guts (laughs) (laughs) it's very funny it's probably best we uh, tr- we uh, rush through this one because again, Akari probably has a zero context I, for these. I mean, I actually do know about Fiona Fox a little bit. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly tales being mad about it, but like not an in-depth knowledge base. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like I said, like Evil Sonic also hits on Rouge and she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> and, you know, the aforementioned, like, you can occasionally reply to her flirty dialogue in Sonic Chronicles. But I feel like we would have to talk about Rouge as a character on the whole. And like that, that's a whole other discussion. Yeah. When it comes to Rouge's romance, that's like... Sonic is like at the bottom of that list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. He is. And he's at the top too of that work. list is the Master Emerald, I think. So. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Sonic would be too much of a hassle for Rouge. She yeah. would get annoyed with him like right away. <laughs> yeah. This is not a condemnation of Rouge the Bat as a character, everyone. When we say oh, she's no. not a great, relationship, a, rela- a great love interest for Sonic, she just isn't because she's a great character. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's rush along to the next next one and speaking of rush <laughs> nice nice joke there luke thanks for the feeding that one to me. Uh, okay so this is not an actual sonic love interest character i don't think but let's talk about blaze the cat because some people do ship them and by that i mean sometimes i see that meme of the two like rushing into each other and that final battle in sonic rush and then they start making out in the most disgusting way possible <laughs> <laughs> See, I've only seen the version where uh, Sonic wins the struggle and goes, Have a nice ball, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that one. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's funny because it comes out of nowhere and like the person is like bit crushed their voice down to sound like a DS. So like it sure as hell sounds like a clip. But... That's great. No. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. So I have this weird thing where I have never been able to find it in like official materials. But when Sonic Rush came out, I thought for certain there was something that said that Blaze was like Sonic's alternate universe counterpart. I think that was the implication, at least. Yeah, I think they have walked that back, um, especially like after Sonic 06 kind of screwed up that whole concept. And that Blaze, if anybody uh, is more comparable to Knuckles than than like you know being a a different universe as Sonic, um, but I don't know, it's one of those where I'm like I I don't know. They seem like they're too. Um, uh, you know, it's not opposites attract. It's it, for Sonic and Blaze. For me, it seems like they would repel each other because, you know, Blaze is very self-serious sometimes and Sonic is the complete opposite of that. Yeah, all you've really got is the fact that they are the heroes of their world, essentially, and maybe they relate to each other on that. But I think that's more of a friendship thing than anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like you said, like people can make all the cute art they want. That's fine. Yeah. It's not hurting anybody. I think they're. Yeah. I think um, they are two good fighting companions. I do remember, like, maybe some people interpreted the last scene of Sonic Rush, where they have that moment before they go back to their own worlds as romantic. I just see it as a moment of respect between two people that sort of see a lot of each of themselves in each other. I just thought, you know, think it's lovely. And whenever they meet up in IDW, it's always lovely too. Yeah. Yep. And yes, as Luke points out, like, I see, like, people pairing up Silver and Blaze much more yep. than Sonic yep. and Blaze, because he's a... Man, I just love it when Silver's a dumb baby and he needs somebody <laughs> to, <laughs> to, to guide him nice. through life. <laughs> That's all the time, almost. <laughs> <laughs> that is his life. Uh, any thoughts on Blaze the Cat, Akara? I know you've got thoughts about Silver the Hedgehog. He is yeah, your boy. Silver is my baby boy. I love him. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have any Sonic Blaze opinions, even... even silver and blaze i'm like i mostly just see them as friends but occasionally i'll be on twitter and someone like show retweets like some cute silver and blaze like holding hands and i'm like oh you know what good for them that's too that's too too loot for twitter i i very much relate to that feeling of like oh it's not for me but that sure is cute ain't it yeah 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 now um hmm just go for it. So uh, we've it. mentioned her before. Speaking of Silver's <laughs> debut. <laughs> there was this year that we all experienced together, and it was the year 2006. And that was when Sega decided, hey, let's go back and bring out the worst game imaginable. No, that's not actually what they did, <laughs> that, but, but you'd think that. But <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wrote it on the Sonic Team official whiteboard. <laughs> They wanted to take Sonic back, not to even to its roots. They wanted to give you the new Sonic for the new generation. So they decided, this is the one that we're going to call Sonic the Hedgehog. So people go back and think, this is the new starting point for Sonic. And how are we going to do that? We're going to ha- give him a princess to save. <laughs> uh, uh, there's a lot to say about Sonic 06, but there's Princess Elise is... I mean, like, it's hard to deny that she is written as a love interest to Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. and... That is a thing that games journalists and people across the internet will never let go for the rest of Sonic's existence. (laughs) Which I I empathize with people who are sick of that getting brought up at the same time. Man, it's really bad. (laughs) Like, I think I have, I I can't remember if it's been on the show. I, I have tried to at least 
like narrow my opinion down to like i see what they were trying to do like elise's character is interesting and it's a very like oh you know she's been sheltered as a princess and also like has this tragic you know past with the uh the the iblis and all and like uh, you know has had people tell her for her entire life she can't cry which you know again one of the things that's weird is that yeah because if she cries she'll release the demon and kill everybody and like sonic is the first person she meets who is like has nothing has none of that baggage he is a a free spirit he is the he is the the blue streak the 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 running on the wind he has everything that you could argue that you know everything that she could possibly like wish her life could be and so i see where you could do a um you know of course she's going to be like infatuated with the idea of that but yeah turning it into like even a storybook like you know princess falling in love with the the commoner thing it's just i feel like they botch it in every way possible it's super weird it's you know and sonic 06 is sonic 06 so it's very stilted and awkward and man i i I won't say i hate elise though like as a you know i wouldn't i wouldn't snap her out of existence because again like i was saying like i think you could you could uh, you could do it and pull it off correctly or or well um or better than they did but man this just ain't it for me dude like her closing credits theme song is ridiculous (laughs) did you not describe it as the song of a princess who's really horny (laughs) yes and i I will say i do like um i think it's a triple q who's a musician artist pretty funny on twitter has their anytime they do fan art of elise it's straight up like push to you know crank up the dial to 11 like yandare tsundare crazy like you know homicidally crazy about being in love with sonic (laughs) i think that's pretty funny you know if you're going to bring it up in this day and age <laughs> this is one of those things where sonic is written as the sonic we know uh, these days as being like not really interested in romance or anything like that and he's just he's just going about his you know free of the wind lifestyle and doing what he believes in and yeah he's got this uh human woman really clearly romantically interested in him uh so i don't think it makes for a good relationship in that respect now i do wonder if maybe say like sonic was in sonic's place was a character like a zidane from final fantasy 9 this kind of thing would be seen cute because it does you know the the wild and reckless youth and the the stifled princess is very much final fantasy 9 a bit but i i only say that because she looks like a final fantasy character in one of the bad games yeah <laughs> um i would even say like there's and i mean that is a a a trope and i'm not saying that is a negative but cuz yeah i think of like you know final fantasy 10 or disney's aladdin is kind of the you know the similar dynamic of that of the you know the very sheltered not stuck up but uh and the worldly pr- protagonist and bringing out the 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 best in each other but not in sonic 06 (laughs) it just the contrast is too stark i think like from a visual standpoint she's this very realistic but somewhat like anime-ish designed woman uh with uh, um, i don't know she she, she's she's a human she's a very realistic human and sonic is is looking at his most floppy kind of mascot suit (laughs) self (laughs) 
yes. <laughs> in this game. This image I see of him literally princess carrying her. His big floppy nose is bouncing there. And I'm supposed to think that she's finds that romantically attractive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it takes all kinds, man. But That is true. I shouldn't be too judgmental. The visual aspect is done better in other games. Like yeah. we're 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 gonna pay pay passing mention, but like Shara and Sonic look fine standing next to each other because yeah. it's a a more refined anime style. And same with um, you know, she's not on this list because well, you know, spoilers for that game. But um, oh, what's her name? Merlina in Black Knight. Yeah, uh, we didn't we didn't include Merlina because she's actually <gasps> spoilers a villain. Uh, <gasps> and there's something there, but it's not. Like another like human humanoid character that looks perfectly fine standing next to a, a Sonic, and yeah, like Luke says, like Sonic Unleashed, the, the the game after this, like I love those cartoony humans. So yeah. well, they, they did also... give us a cartoony version of that in um, New Two Fifty Two Sonic uh, Arch Sonic. So good, good for Elise. She got it. Hey, she got a little bit of a redemption appearance in that. Yeah, <laughs> after having to have run across the windows back. <laughs> yeah, was supposed to be a really touching. Scene. Oh yeah, yeah that the xp default wallpaper that is sure what that yep. looks like <laughs> when i look at something i just want to just wrap my mouth around his entire nose <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 okay um i i need to hear akaru tell me about your yep. experience with this game Whoa. like you don't have to go into detail but it's it's the stuff of legends on this podcast <laughs> yeah. as 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 you may know i have a relationship with this game uh it's uh not a perfect game maybe if that's controversial uh, <laughs> but, uh, i mean this game okay i'll do a little bit of backstory i know you said not that i don't need to go into super detail but so in sonic adventure 2 for the dreamcast there was a little billboard in the chow garden which would like have a link for like the sonic website and so as a child, when I got on the computer, I wanted to go to the Sonic website. And I remember seeing this trailer for Sonic 06 and thinking, this is the stuff of legends. This is the modern Sonic. And I eventually got my hands on the game. And uh, I enjoyed it. And I was like, wow, so glad that was only five bucks. That was a great purchase. Um, and and uh, so with like Elise, I, I don't think she's inherently a bad character i think there's good ideas there whether the execution's done well or not and uh the sonic romance uh part i guess uh not not really my my favorite aspect uh, although uh i've seen fan art of elise as like a more sonic character traditionally and i'm like oh this one yeah. <laughs> and i'm like you know if they just did that i feel like she'd be a lot more okay as a romance interest of course yeah yeah i like this art actually yeah i think it's a good art it, it really is you know because we talked about madonna and how like oh you know that kind of works because it's yeah. silly but you know like like we pointed out she is a i mean of the time a 2006 like fully rendered like human lady with like visible pores and <laughs> It just looks, it looks weird. Yeah, it's um, very out of place. <laughs> I, I, I definitely agree that I don't, like, I, I don't hate her as a character. Yeah. I just, I feel like it could have been done better. Yeah. That's generally my stance too. <laughs> 
I do, I do have one question about your you said your playthrough of like you just didn't notice any of the glaring yeah. issues. I got to at least ask like when you got cuz you played it on the I'm assuming the Xbox uh, the PlayStation actually. Oof. Okay, Oof. okay, so the same version I played. So when you got to the load times and it was like 60 to 90 seconds in between like screens of text it just it just didn't bother listen, you like it maybe did me. Listen, I I I, will, I I definitely noticed the load times but I was just like damn, my PlayStation must be getting old. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh all right i i I, be, I believe it i believe oh, it huh. i i very much appreciate that outside perspective yeah. oh. <laughs> but like that is definitely the most glaring fly i noticed with the game it was just sure it's taken a while but yep, uh, yep. Like the actual gameplay though not, not too many hiccups weirdly enough maybe you're just a really good gamer <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm the target yes. audience <laughs> And I and I hope you know, man. I hope you know that we're not like making fun of you over no, no, any Sonic Go Six stuff. Okay, oh, okay, no. good. I just wanted to make sure you knew. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do yeah. not worry. <laughs> no, no, no offense taken. I'm not dying this, on the cross. This guy things. gets made fun of all the time, so it's, it's fine. true. He loves being bullied. Yeah, it is one of those. I'm I'm very glad that there are some very dedicated uh, uh, fans and and people like, uh, you know, like Project O Six trying to like just. F- fix bring that game more in line with what people expect from a a good playing sonic yeah. game i guess is a way to way to say it, way to to lay that out there because i you know it is not my favorite sonic game in any capacity no. goodness gracious knows but it is that for some people yeah. so i'm 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 glad people are working <laughs> yeah, on that <laughs> even as someone who enjoyed the game i know that i had a unique experience and will not revisit it until there exists like a more yeah. polished product because i don't want to tarnish that memory yeah you're gonna play project 06 and be like ah yes just how i remembered it nothing changed yeah (laughs) okay um before we move on to the next one i feel like it's worth just polling this are we that opposed to human on like mobian character romance or is it just elise in this circumstance Eh, I mean, they're all goofy, you know, Mickey Mouse cartoons. I think the, um, oh, geez, what is it called? The Harkness rule applies. <laughs> I think Luke pointed out that, yeah, it depends on the game and art style, and I kind of agree with yeah. that. Yeah. It, it's, it's like le- less about, like, the ethical implications than it is, like, like you said, the art style just looks weird. Yeah. I think people take the most exception with that and the fact that she literally kisses Sonic. Like, it's part, it's not, like, meant to be a fully romantic kiss. It's meant to be a revive him from d- literal death yeah. kiss. Yeah. And it's all like, and it's, it's a Sleeping Beauty kiss. And he is dead at the time, which you could say makes it worse, but. <laughs> <laughs> If you're okay with Roger Rabbit and we're going to bring up her again, Jessica Rabbit, then I feel like it could be okay with Sonic having a... It provide, depending on the character, depending on how it works, I think it'll be fine. So uh, let's take a brief moment to acknowledge Shara from uh, Sonic and the Secret Rings, a game I've not fully played, but I have seen all the cutscenes of. 
her like I think the biggest thing for her in the fandom is everyone acknowledges the final scene in the game where Sonic wishes for a mountain of handkerchiefs <laughs> so that she's got a place to cry and there is actually context for that like from the beginning of the game the first cut scene yeah it is very silly out of context <laughs> yes it's silly out of context it does make sense also my only my opposition to uh uh Shara and Sonic ending up together is that the entire story of the game is she is on a real bad rebound from her yes. ex-boyfriend eraser Jin. so i even if sonic was i don't think he would take advantage of that vulnerable state because no. <laughs> she she needs some alone time after that adventure yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean she's she's fine she's a she's a cool character nothing against her but uh, yeah i don't think there's anything there <laughs> all i will say is from watching the game again um I do like their dynamic. I think it's quite fun. This is what in the storybook games, say what you will about them as games. Um, Sonic has a bit more sass, like back in the old days, and mm-hmm. he's very headstrong. And usually, yes, usually the character he's um, teaming with has to be like, "Oh, Sonic, you silly boy, what are you doing?" But <laughs> it, it's it makes for a fun dialogue, which uh, during that time was hard to come by in Sonic games. I think so. Having this sort of like character where he's like, I'm going to go do the thing. Sonic, please don't do the thing. I'm doing the thing. Uh, always fun. Sonic, what do you have yep. there? A knife. No. <laughs> Wait, I'm Merlina. I gave that to you. <laughs> and it talks to you. <laughs> yep, it sure does. I just like gene- female genie characters. That's where my stance is on this. Uh, yeah. I can feel like at least one person on our podcast feels the same way. I think she's cute. That's Shara. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you haven't played the game, I feel like that's the best thing we can ask of you. Do you think the she's a cute character? Yeah. I, I played it. I remember liking her as a character. But, oh, right. Uh, okay, you you have an opinion on this. Uh, not that a major one. I mean, she's cute. Uh, her head's still about the size of one of Sonic's eyes, so it's a bit weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's cute, uh, Great yeah. observation. <laughs> yep. When you say one of Sonic's eyes, do you mean like the whole <laughs> monogoggle or just like just, one just half? Just one of the half mono. <laughs> yeah, one of, one of the one of the sclera. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. Uh, I'm glad a car is here. Uh I kind of feel like we we kind of hashed out uh La the Ghost Maiden's obsession with Sonic on our Halloween special. Yeah, like Luke is bringing up, like the original ending to that was Sonic turns uh, back to normal uh, uh, instead of the werehog and La like literally slaps him because she was only interested in his wolfman form, which is, yeah. I I think that's pretty cute. But yeah, I La herself would say, no, I'm not interested in a stinky blue hedgehog. That's fair. And you know what? I feel like it's just a case of, she is the only romantic interest for Sonic the Werehog. <laughs> yes. And even then, Sonic himself is completely oblivious, very in character. <laughs> if, you can't han- if you can't handle me at my Sonic, you don't deserve me at my Werehog. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, her loss, I suppose. Yeah, weirdly enough, it almost harkens back to the Fiona Fox whisker. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it kind of does. Well, yeah, she only likes the bad boy Sonic. <laughs> the bad, Parallels. big, furry monster Sonic. Well, we've gotten into what her preferences yeah. are. <laughs> Tall, broad-chested, etc., etc. Long arms. Teeth. <coughs> <coughs> you. 
etc. <laughs> um, and then the, you know, our last two on the list is, you know, these are, again, kind of like Blaze, like there's not much to support in in official stuff for, well, I guess for different reasons, but I do kind of like when people pair up like Knuckles and Sonic and Shadow is a cool character. It is hard for me to think of any canon portrayal of Shadow, or I shouldn't say canon, in-character portrayal of Shadow that would ever want to, like, be with Sonic romantically. <laughs> I think it's fine as a concept. I think, again, like, lots of fan art is super cute, but maybe that's just my brain thinking of, like, even, like, Sonic Adventure 2 Shadow, where he is at his peak, like, I'm the coolest, <laughs> and, you know, it'll be a day to die for, you know. Like, I don't know if he would want to spend that long with Sonic, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, like somebody and I'm sure someone has out there, like, feel free to to send me a link has written like a a long form story of like Shadow realizing he's Sonic's rival because but is there something more? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but and also like we put uh, Sonic and Knuckles on here because I, I do think that's pretty cute. Like I could see a again is like, oh, you know, they're friendly rivals and also have very like opposing personalities again, kind of like Sonic and Blaze is that I, I could see that working more as far as a, a, a you know, the, those two guys hanging out together. But uh, yeah, yeah. Like as Luke is pointing out, like the 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 tete-a-tete that that sonic and knuckles have is is very cute can be very cute <laughs> i mean like if they ever did get married they'd just be able to send out sonic and knuckles and sonic and uh, sonic and knuckles and you are invited uh, <laughs> But then, yeah, like, how would that work? Like, Sonic's not going to want to move to Angel Island, and Knuckles isn't going to leave the Master Emerald, his his current uh, uh, spouse. So, <laughs> <laughs> all of this is just speculation. Yeah. Because oh, yes. Sega are never uh, going to do this. Nope. So. <laughs> no, and I mean, we don't have to, you know, get into that. But uh, yeah, no, nothing wrong with pairing pairing a couple of guys together. No. If I if I do say so myself, <laughs> I um I'm kind of with you. Jeremy about uh Sonic and Shadow um it, like I think we all know that it's a pretty popular pairing on like you know just forums and Twitter and community mm-hmm. and stuff like that uh I I really don't like I definitely see them as like true rivals like they will work together but they're also if one of them like looks at each other or sneezes at each other the wrong way they're gonna fight <laughs> <laughs> yes um I it, as far as like Sonic and Knuckles the really the only like re- like if it were to become romantic, the only relationship I could imagine is like kind of a comedic take where like they, ha- they have feelings for each other and they love each other, but they're also kind of like the gym bros who compete with each other all the time. Like I could do more pushups yeah. than you. I could lift more weights <laughs> than you kind of thing. <laughs> I can, yeah, I could do more reps than you, bro, but I know you could beat me because I believe in you, bro. <laughs> the only canonical example of Sonic and Shadow ever working <laughs> is this one panel from uh, one of the recent IDW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the yes, Shadow catches uh-huh. Sonic from that ride. 
uh, in White Park, and uh-huh. what a lovely, cute image that is. <laughs> yes, and Sonic, Sonic really leans into it, and Shadow is just—I like to imagine Shadow just like, like, does not see it at all. Like Sonic's sarcasm, his, you know, because he's like, oh, "Hi, Shadow, nice to see you," and he's just, you know, what? Shut up, I'm busy. <laughs> Which is, I mean, that is my favorite dynamic for them as well. Is that Sonic like? tries so hard with his own like charms and jokes and shadow rarely responds but when he does it's really funny like the (laughs) aforementioned you know it'll be a date to die for hey that's my line sexy (laughs) (laughs) so yeah yeah stop twirling your finger in my chest here (laughs) yeah It's that image and this one, this animated GIF, which is going to be great for the people uh, listening to the podcast <laughs> that I think of when I think of Sonado and it's the Who Wants to Play Among Us? <laughs> 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 it is a very anime, uh, a lovely animation of Sonic and Shadow kissing. What? Uh, with the text above saying Who Wants to Play Among Us? Uh, I see that on Discord all the time and that is Sonado. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Now, is it Sonado or Sonado? I've I've never never nailed that down. I guess it's personal preference. Yeah, someone's going to be yelling at us right now for not <laughs> using the correct pronunciation for their ship name. And well, I mean, enough. we we said them both, so um, it's so Nado, yeah. like the tornado. So <laughs> Nado is carrying a car, um, <laughs> and my husband is in it. Uh, <laughs> No, I yes. If we, I I do want to reiterate. We've said it several times, but yes, we are not making fun of anyone here. We are we are laughing with you. Yes. Um, as far as coming up with these scenarios, like and yes, now that that animation is completely broken my brain. So. Same here. <laughs> yeah, Kari, do you have anything to say on this topic? I, I mean, it goes without saying, but uh, there's no other of these ships have a game named after them so sonic and knuckles is clearly the winner (laughs) (laughs) amen yep yep shadow got his own solo game and that's it nobody (laughs) Uh, so i do want to bring up we don't have to go into this at all but i just when we were formulating this idea for this episode i jokingly referred to like sonic and eggman (laughs) as a pair (laughs) oh yeah there was a discussion there i think (laughs) yes i mean we i mean i almost do an own separate thing but i do think that there was some like potential for almost a gosh you know like uh how vegeta looks at goku where like he hates his guts but it's secretly deep down he's like but he's the best of us and i love him i hate him you know what i mean <laughs> like you could do a thing with eggman where he um you know kind of kind of similar to what i said about lalise like eggman wants to take over the world but secretly like he admires how much like freer and and you know happy sonic is without having to take over the world so i did d- d- yeah mm, not sure if i'm ready to dip into sonic eggman romance but <laughs> I I would be interested in approaching it from that direction for sure. Like they the the friendly are not the it's it's not rivals, but you know the the frenemies thing that they have sometimes where like the world is not on the line is also pretty cool. I like that. It's a couple of Sonic X episodes where they just sit down and like have a conversation. <laughs> 
Wasn't it also in Sonic X, like, the, the culmination of the first season where the giant robot essentially goes rogue and starts and almost kills Sonic, and Eggman's like, oh, no, no, I didn't want this. <laughs> yeah, he, he kind of is. He, he's pretty concerned. You know, I wouldn't say, like, uh, uh, you know, in the original text, he's all broken up about it if Sonic dies, but he is very much like, uh, I wasn't gonna go this far. Uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. Or maybe he's like, that's not fair. I'm gonna do with my bare hands. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Well, there there is also, you know, if you want to skip forward in Sonic X, like the, the it's getting shared around a lot lately, but the dark Super Sonic uh, in the Metarex saga where Eggman comes in and basically says like, Look, Sonic, you're better than this. You need to calm down. This is not how you do things. Oh, you yeah. Know, this, <laughs> leave this for the bad guys like me, okay? And it's, I think that's pretty cute, too. It all depends on the continuity, I think, because um, obviously STC Robotnik is like, I want him to die immediately. But then there's Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog Robotnik, who says he doesn't <laughs> want to kill Sonic. I just want to hang him in my dungeon so I can gloat at him. And I feel that's the most sexually charged thing that we've <laughs> yes. heard so far. I mean, we say it every time. He is canonically the world's sexiest fat man. God, <laughs> God bless it. Adventures of Sonic Robotnik. <laughs> We may have missed like various popular Sonic um, romantic interests, the, but the point here isn't to go through every single one, just like the most noteworthy ones, like Eggman. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm the important thing here is to just get an idea of what works for Sonic romantically. And I don't know if we've come to like a, a really I don't know solid conclusion here. Like, who do we see as like the the top? romantic interest for sonic i guess it depends on the continuity but who is it if anyone yeah i mean i'm like i said i kind of gave it away i'd say nobody like i'm perfectly fine with sonic like going you know having his his core group of friends but just not ending up with anybody that way i think it it in most continuities it works better like that because of his his nature and yeah. personality and and uh, but you know like i said hey you can like what you like when it comes to sonic the hedgehog pairings um that you know like like lucas said like the the closest to canon is probably amy but i think we've discovered that like even sega does not want to fully commit to that anytime soon because it just it ties both of the characters mm -hmm. down to you know too much uh, Luke did say in the chat that it is pretty vanilla, but that's that's wrong. That's Vector's love interest. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I it it depends on the continuity. I think though, like when we're talking about the main ones, that's it. But if you're talking about like like Satayem is inescapable. Sally every day of the week. We've talked about why. Yeah. But that's Satayem Sonic. who's was a different Sonic. Yeah, I think it really does just come down to the the medium of entertainment that Sonic is in and. Because, you know, each of those has different freedoms and different restraints that that is inherent to that medium. And so, like, I think in general, as of like, as of where we are now, I think Sonic without a relationship is perfectly fine. And that'll be fine for quite a while. But in the future, at some point, there might be room for maybe like a spark, a hint of it. Mm hmm. I, I like I I feel like I've said this whole show is like I I feel like it could be done properly I just haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs> 
I yeah, while I personally agree that some main mainline Sonic doesn't have any uh, any like ideal relationship right now, uh, love interest. If you're the kind of person who ships Sonic with your OC or yourself, go right ahead. Like if that's oh, your 100%. ideal Sonic relationship, you live your truth and seek your own joy. Go for it. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, and even if you just like ship Sonic with any other character and you're upset at the fact that we don't think, like we did, we disagree that Sonic should have like a relationship of in the mainline games, whatever, you know, <laughs> do whatever you want. It's, it's Sonic's not real. you know i talked about a lot of like oh i just can't see it in character it's like well when you're doing your own thing you don't have to write them in character necessarily that could be you know your your view of the whole thing so yeah it really it really doesn't matter yeah Yeah, (laughs) people that people that do their ship their ocs with with canon characters are the most powerful people in the world so go for it do you have any thoughts, final thoughts on the uh, Sonic romances there, Akari? Uh, I, I, I think I share the general sentiment of he doesn't need a romance, but I think what's been done best with him and possibly worst with him has been Sally, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the best and the worst. Uh, I love it. Yeah. It's got that depth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do like to think sometimes, even the, the canon itself does not say this, but after the, the Genesis Wave reboot, um, I do like to think that um, if you kept all the baggage, it's like, oh, they ended up fine. Sonic realized he d- doesn't need to be in a committed relationship, and Sally realizes she doesn't like boys. So <laughs> <laughs> it all worked out in the yeah. end. <laughs> no, Sonic shouldn't be dating because he is my son, and I refuse to let him out of the house until he it's is a grown school up. night. <laughs> it's a Sonic movie is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's what it's going to be. Oh, oh like what Jake Lord. was saying, but Tom's going to be like, are you sure you this Amy Rose character? I don't know. She, I don't think you should be dating girls. Oh my god, that's all. They, that's legitimately what they're going to do. It's going to be great. Oh boy. What about that nice Knuckles boy down the street? <laughs> so we went through this whole episode and we didn't have like we started off saying should Sonic have a romance and we decided no. So that was a waste of time. <laughs> No, not wasted time with with good conversation and good friends. Oh, most definitely. <laughs> this is a topic that could change. Maybe like tomorrow they'll introduce like this great new female or I don't you know any Sonic character that we're like, whoa, that's Sonic's actual canon romantic interest. Hey, let's uh-huh. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, hey, I'm I'm keeping an open mind. It's just yeah. I have hesitancies from the past. <laughs> but uh, yeah, this this has been a a really uh, a, a really fun discussion i'm glad we yeah like you said this was more of a um whatchamacallit you know this was less like oh let's do some research and learn more things it's let's hey, let's just talk about goofy shit we already know yeah <laughs> yeah i i joked earlier that this is like our most podcasty podcast that we've done so far doesn't hurt to do ones like this every now and then. oh yeah yeah when we can figure out the format <laughs> man sonic romance we really talked about that for a while and you know what <laughs> But you know what? We we joke about it. But screw it. Romance is a topic. I think it's something worth talking about. I, I was hesitant to do this, but that's why I brought one of my most chill friends on the podcast, Nokari, who I know wouldn't go completely nuts over this. Oh, I'm pissed. <laughs> oh no, he's been blown oh, out. No. Sorry, I forgot he's Canadian. He sort of like bottles this uh, stuff up. <laughs> that's how we make the syrup. 
<laughs> Concentrated this, this, hatred. <laughs> <laughs> but this kind of episode would not have worked if we weren't all as chill and comfortable or talking to each other as we were. Now, if this was hosted by just about any other group of Sonic fans, there's a chance it would have descended into war blocking and everyone hating each other by the end. Yeah. I don't think that's happened this time. And I mean, I know that's out there, but like, I, you can curate your experience to avoid <laughs> people who like getting in fights about some <laughs> shit. So, yeah. Yeah. And you should. Mm hmm. But uh, that will do it for this very romantic edition of Sonic, <laughs> our Sonic podcast. Uh, that was fun. The what have we got here? That says we'll plug our socials. I am Falero. You can find me at Falero on most social media. That's F A U L E R R O. I love that jingle. And I'm Jeremy. Uh, my Twitter is Great Job Jeremy. That's G R and the number eight. And you can find me as Game Buddy uh, just about everywhere else. And sometimes there's a one, two, three at the end. Depends on if, you know, Game Buddy was taken. But that's me. <laughs> I'll, I'll fight them for you. Get, the, get that name back here. <laughs> um, you can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at RockTheJake, and you can find me on Twitch at Mr. RockTheJake. Uh, and I'm Akaru. You can find me on Twitter. I dress up as fictional characters sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at L-E-G-I-T-M-I-N-T. Don't you do the twitching I sometimes? I do the twitching sometimes as well, uh, but it's linked there, so whatever. If you want to find it, it's there. <laughs> <laughs> All in one convenient package. Everybody go raid his stream. <laughs> uh, special thanks as always to Amy Waters for the use of our theme song from the album Gotta Go Slow. You can check out more of her work on YouTube and Bandcamp, and you should. It's great. <laughs> and, and please also go follow her on Instagram and Twitter. And please remember to subscribe, review, share, find us on the internet, tell everyone that you like the podcast, because we like doing it, and we'd like if more people listen to it, if possible, but maybe by the time this comes out, you will be, in which case, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but next episode, we're moving on to a different medium. We're talking about books, but not just any old books. We're talking about the Sonic Golden books. Now, um, I don't have much experience with these, because I'm British. What's going on with these fellas? <laughs> well, these were, um, I, I guess they're kind of famous. Uh, maybe we'll, when we do the episode, we'll get into the history of golden books, but a lot of like really well illustrated, but like kids books, like little kids books, but they're all like fully illustrated. They're, they're quite nice looking at these, uh, Sonic ones. And, you know, we want to do, we want to talk about some of the like other Sonic storybook novels, uh, uh, in the future, but we thought we'd start off like, well, like literally incredibly easy. These will be fun because I, I don't think I've ever uh, read all of these. I do remember the um, the one with about, uh, you know, Sonic's uh, shoes, I think, keep catching on fire from running and, and he gets new ones. I, that's my vague memory of one of them. Wow, spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm glad that we're starting off with the baby books and we can work our way up to the, the big kid books. Yeah, the true connoisseur, you know, the true connoisseur picks of uh, uh, Martin Adams. <laughs> I mean, that's what I meant when I mean like the real big kids books. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh. but this is a nice start. So join us next time if you have nostalgia for those books, or even if you don't and you just like hearing us talk about Sonic things because we do it a lot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Thank you for joining us, everyone, on this romantic episode of the podcast. Uh, well, I have been Falaro. I'm Game Buddy. I'm Rock the Jake. And I'm Akaru. Marriage? No way. 
<laughs> oh, oh, thank you so much. Ha, 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 ha.